0: first coming attractions before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the voice america empowerment channel we'll take you behind the scenes interview celebrities and review new movies tv shows and digital releases now here are your hosts from kids first coming attractions
1: Welcome to Kids First Coming Expressions and the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Benjamin Price, and today we will be talking about Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land, The Witches, and Critical Thinking. But right now, we're going to talk with Jude about the true adventures of Wolf Boy. Uh, so let's get into it. Jude, what did you think of the film?
2: Well, I thought it was an amazing film, because I thought that the that the message it got across to viewers was something that A whole wide audience should see because it's really important to know in your day-to-day lives
1: okay can you elaborate on on that a little bit what was the message of the film and how did it uh resonate with you
2: well the true adventures of wolf boy follows a boy named paul and he suffers from hypertrichosis so this makes it so you have abnormal hair growth around your body so this results in him being called a werewolf when he grows up and it's really hard for him of course Um, but over the course of the film, he starts to learn that he's special in his own way and he should be comfortable in his own skin. So I think it's a a great message for everybody to learn because you are special for being you and any differences that you have just make you special and you should embrace them.
1: And as sweet and wonderful as that message is, I feel like I've seen that a lot in family films particularly can you talk about how this movie delivered that in a new way delivered that message in a new way
2: well I definitely don't think I've seen that message delivered in a this serious of a condition because uh, this definitely is a real condition that a lot of people suffer from around the world um, so I think it's especially um, impressive for somebody who has that disease um to come to grips with how amazing they really are because it might seem it might seem kind of hard to believe it at first but it just the circumstances of the film make it way more impressive to see the 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 message come across and it's just it, it resonates with viewers more
1: I just looked it up, and you're, that is a very real condition. I had no idea. Um, so this uh, this is led by Jaden Lieberherr. Apologize for butchering your name. Uh, he's been in It. He was in Knives Out. How was the lead performance in the film?
2: I thought it was amazing, because I've never seen uh, Jaden in anything else really besides It and... Um, defending Jacob so I thought it was a breath of fresh air to see him in something so different and I'm really glad that they didn't wait for this to go to theaters because I thought that it, it did perfectly where it was and his acting was amazing he delivered the message um accordingly and he portrayed the character of Paul extremely well and it was it it, he, it it just it all contributes to the big overall message and theme.
1: Yeah, no, it's a very different role than defending Jacob. Yeah. So, I'm gathering from this synopsis that this movie's pretty fantastical. Did you yeah, think it that is. the surreal? Yeah. Did you think that the surreal approach helped further cement the heartfelt message? Yeah, I I,
2: I also think that other elements come into play because the whole plot is that Paul receives a gift from his estranged mother, who, who he never knew, which makes it also extremely hard to grow up over, over on top of all the other struggling factors that come into play. But um, just the message that Paul g- gets across with meeting his mother or trying to find the family that he never knew and coming to grips with who he is, is amazing. It's it's extremely surreal.
1: All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for talking to me with me today about this film. I gotta be honest. I was a little initially skeptical. I, I really thought this was a werewolf movie based on the title, yeah, but me too. Um, it yeah. sounds really good. Yeah, it was. All right. Uh, we're going to, Switch gears, just finished hearing Jude's thoughts on the true adventures of Wolf Boy. And right now we're going to hop into Zoe talking about a rainy day in New York. Let's get into it. What do you think of the film?
3: Um, I love this film. It was directed by Woody Allen. So it was very um like a Woody Allen style. There's lots of dialogue and a lot of characters intertwining and they all have their own personal dilemmas. In general, I thought the story was really cute and the cinematography, I feel, was just beautiful. And from the first couple seconds of just watching it, you could already tell, like, wow, the cinematography is going to be amazing throughout the entire
1: film. What is the movie about?
3: So it's basically about this girl named Ashley and Gatsby, and they're spending a weekend in Manhattan for a special occasion because Ashley um, is a student in journalism, so she's going to interview one of the most famous movie directors um, in the movie industry. And then Gatsby's parents also live in Manhattan. So they kind of run into them. And then it's very chaotic at one point, but it's really entertaining to watch. And I thought Al Fanning really did amazing. She played Ashley and Timothy Chamlett was also in this film. I don't think it was his best film that he's done, but he was also um, really good.
1: Yeah, he's, he's been on a kind of a run recently. Um, and Woody. yeah, so this is a pretty interesting cast did not expect Selena Gomez to hop into Woody Allen movie. Um, can you just talk about some of the performances, one of the, some of the ones you liked some of the ones you didn't.
3: Of course. Well, as I said, Elle Fanning, I think she just really, really shined in this film. Um, I actually didn't know Selena Gomez was an actress, uh, I don't know how. I didn't realize that, but I saw her. And I think she, she did really good. And this was my first time seeing her on, you know, on the big screen. And I love her performance. She was one of Gatsby's old friends. And I love their, like, banter throughout the film. And then we also have Diego Luna, who interprets a famous movie actor. And he, I loved his character because he represented a Latino in the film. And I thought that was um Really interesting, but i actually i really like the cast, and yeah, I think Al Fanning was definitely my favorite
1: yes, I really like at she's done some really good things over the years, and yeah don't miss i mean the 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 odds on a pop star giving a great performance in the in a movie they can vary, but sometimes- sometimes sometimes you get like really uh unexpected great yeah. performances um sort of change shifting gears in their career and trying something new. So this is a Woody Allen film uh, that comes with some baggage, but um, what did you, th- what did you think about the, you talked about the dialogue, what were, I don't know, I'm not going to ask you to cite lines, but what did you think of the screenplay overall? What about it appealed to you?
3: Um, I liked the, the di- I know Woody Allen writes, you know, a lot of like his scripts and he's mega talented and I think he, just done amazing on all his films and with this one i thought because i've never really seen a story like this which i thought was interesting because i hate whenever you see movies and you're like oh i feel like i've already watched this or they were just extremely predictable because um this one wasn't and i truly truly loved this film um i i did like the dialogue i thought it was all like well narrated as well
1: um talked about the the cinematography being sort of beautiful. Uh, this looks awfully, <laughs> uh, awfully sort of light and um, sort of slightly gorgeous for a movie. From the title, would suggest a much darker film. Uh, can you talk about the visual look of the movie and in what ways it informed your overall experience watching? It?
3: Yeah, I was not expecting the cinematography to be as beautiful as it was. I mean, as you said, just by like listening to the title or Rainy Day in New York, you would think, you know, like darkness and rain, but it was almost the exact opposite. Um, the cinematography is probably the, one of the greatest achievements of this film. And Vittorio Sororo, I really hope I pronounce that he's basically a cinematography master you know of light and all the um, scenes were like in this beautiful golden hour and I feel like it was a true aesthetically pleasing film to watch um in that type of term
1: yeah the Vittorio Storaro I'm probably messing it up too (laughs) uh yeah incredible lineup here Apocalypse Now uh The Last Emperor uh, yeah Last Emperor all right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me about this film. Uh, where can people see it? That's you can fine. see it in theaters
3: on demand on November 10th.
1: Nice. Uh, thank you so much. Let's go. Let's take a break. I'm Measurement Price. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Pi Asks Watch.
4: On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Christ, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've just finished talking with Jude about the true adventures of Wolf Boy and Zoe about a rainy day in New York. And next, we'll be sh- hearing Zoe's interview with actor Jazier Bruno of The Witches.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Zoe Cannella, reporting for Kids First and Zoe at the Movies. And I'm so excited here with um, Jazier Bruno, who plays Hero Boy and Witches. How are you? I'm fine. Good to hear. Um, Your character is, I think he's an orphan and his grandma is basically raising him. And I feel like this movie in a way is almost a love letter to grandmas. So did you learn a lot from Otavia Spencer? Because she's one of my favorite actresses and I think she's so um, wise. So did you learn a lot from her? Um, Yes, I felt like I picked up experience from just watching her. That's great. Um, And So, I love the scenes when y'all are, like, dancing. All your scenes were really cute together. And I want to know, did you read the book or watch the 1990 film before being a part of the official cast? I did both. Wow. (laughs) Did you research? So, and your character is named Tiro Boy. I think he's very brave. You know, he had the courage to um, see all the witches. And they were kind of scary. Like, while I was watching, uh, it kind of freaked me out a bit. So... What was your inspiration
5: for your character? Inspiration for my character? Um, probably never let yourself get down. Mm-hmm. No matter, no matter how sad you get, always keep up, I guess.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know a lot of this was filmed in the Warner Brothers studio. I think that's so cool. And so I want to know what was your favorite set to work on? And did you ever get to visit the Harry Potter Museum? Because I know that's in that area. I did
5: not. Um, what was your favorite set? My favorite set is probably um, the Warner Brothers, like you said. Mm-hmm. I like that one.
3: Yeah, I feel like that would be such a cool place to, you know, work. Um, and it feels like such a magical um, set. So I think this is a really nice story about, you know, acceptance and loving yourself and being okay with who you are. So why do you think this message is especially
5: important nowadays? Um, nowadays, it doesn't matter who you are, you should always love yourself, no matter, it's, don't matter It don't matter what you look like, basically.
3: Definitely, I think that's such a um, beautiful message that the story tells to the audience. And can you tell us kind of how it was working on set, or like how was some things that we didn't see that were behind the scenes that you really enjoyed?
5: Behind the scenes that I really enjoy is probably um, practicing for stunts. Those were like the best. And I'd never been in a harness before. That was like my first time. So it was really cool. And I loved it. Yeah,
3: I can imagine. I, that, I feel like it would be such um, a fun opportunity. And I,
5: did you get close with like a lot of the other actors on set? Um, yes, I felt very comfortable around them. They were very kind and sweet. And they were nice to work with. Oh yeah, and you did the voice for the mouse after you turned into one in
3: the film. So how was it doing that? I guess it was kind of like a voiceover type of experience. So was it your first time doing that? And how did you feel um, while doing the voiceover? It
5: was also my first time doing that too. I, um, I have mouse. Oh, oh I'm um, It was also my first time doing that too. And um, I had to really like be the mouse, like, make all the grunts and sounds, I had to really think I was the mouse. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was really fun to do that because i never done a voiceover before. So I liked it.
3: <laughs> I Yeah, I felt like it looked so, you know, realistic. And the mouses were adorable. And I loved seeing everyone there. And that's so cool how it was, you know, your first time doing voiceover. I think you killed it. You were definitely a pro. So
5: no, um, Thank you.
1: You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Witches, Rainy Day in New York, True Adventures of Wolf Boy, Critical Thinking, and The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santa Land. And right now we're going to finish hearing Zoe's interview with Jazier Bruno of The Witches.
3: So how would you say your experience on set was? I'm so into like the set because I like Harry Potter and I just feel like it was um like nice and how was like the
5: vibe um the, my, that was my first time being on a movie set so it was definitely different from being like on a tv series set there was like new stuff and all that and i really enjoyed it and the place was huge so like it didn't matter how far you walked it seemed like you would just never end and I just love the set and all the people on there. That's really oh, so I can I'm-
3: feel yeah, like the chemistry with you and all your other, I guess, co-stars uh, on the film. And I also want to congratulate you. I truly liked this, and I want to ask you because I know that there is some like CGI in this. I don't know about you, but I get scared so easily. So watching this was definitely experience. So how was it seeing all, like, the makeup and every, all, like, the production?
5: Um, The makeup design is definitely uh, different from what I usually was used to. So it was very cool and the production. What do you mean by, like, the production? I'm sorry. Like,
3: I I was mostly focused on the makeup because if you see, like, the witches, they have, like, all these, like, cool
5: features, you know, like the smiles and stuff. Um, the way they did the smiles and like um, the wig rash, oh, it was it was terrible. It was <laughs> I did not like it at all.
3: Um, yeah, and I also want to know. So, was did they like how <laughs> how long was this whole process of filming? Because this seemed like a film that w- would have taken like a lot of time. Um, it was four months. Four months. Yes. Wow. That'd be like a year or something. That's really cool. (laughs) Um. How was your reaction whenever you found out that you got
5: the part for this character? I was really excited because it's you know my first movie, so I was, I was I was like just filled with joy.
3: I can imagine. I feel like that would be such a cool um, moment for you. And, yeah, well, thank you so, so, so much for talking with me. I had such an amazing time. And everyone, make sure to go watch Witches, and you won't regret it.
1: Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today's show is sponsored by Ty Asks Why.
6: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To
0: become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place.
7: Join the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids Series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young-at-heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on kids' first coming attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids Series, every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are
0: tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about The Witches, A Rainy Day in New York, and the True Adventures of Wolf Boy. And next we'll be hearing Ethan and Carly's review with actors Jim and Jen Chandles about the Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land.
8: Hi everyone, I'm Carly Spagnolo, and I'm Ethan Purston. And we're here reporting with Kids First. Today, we will be talking to Jim Chandler and Jen Gotson Chandler about their upcoming holiday film, The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. It's a heartwarming Christmas film about what truly matters and love. Thank you so much to the both of you for joining us. So my first question is, thank
7: you. So,
9: is,
8: having- uh, thank you. Hello. so my first question is to Jim. So the two of you and your niece, Adele Chandler, worked on this film together. What was it like working as a family in this film?
4: Well, I got to say that it was an absolute joy. And not only was it a pleasure to work with my wife and my young niece, but it was a complete family affair with the crew as well. My mother helped with catering. My dad helped with driving. My brother was there and he helped build some of the sets and he also helped wrangle the pigs and the cows. So it was great to have those experienced people with farm life on the set. So we just had a great time as a family. And there was one day where all of us, including my, uh, my nephew, uh, uh, Elias, and my other nephew, Benton, and Adele, and Jen, and my dad, we were all on the call sheet together as actors. And that was really cool.
8: Wow, that's really cool, getting to work
9: together with your whole family. Yeah,
4: so this question's
9: for Jen. Um, so how did you two meet?
7: (laughs) Jim and I met on a movie in Tybee Island or Savannah, Georgia, where he played the bad guy and I played the good girl and it was a match made in heaven after we developed a wonderful friendship. So you guys were already in movies together?
9: What was that, Ethan? So you guys were like already in movies together? We were. We've
7: been in over 15 films together. (laughs)
9: That's crazy.
8: Okay, so my second question is to Jen. There were several scenes with animals, both on the farm and in the city. What was your experience working on the film?
7: (laughs) I love the horse in pink onesie in New York City. I love that scene. Um, Dreamer was a dream to work with, and I love pigs. So when we had to put the Santa hats on the pigs, it was my favorite, favorite scene, but guys – the pigs do doo-doo. And so we were rolling around in pig slop and pig doo-doo, and it was smelling up my nose, and out of my mouth came um, an upset stomach. So we had to hold the take for me to get my composure (laughs) back so we could put the Santa hats on the pigs. So I had a great time working with the animals. I loved them all.
9: (laughs) It was like a fun experience. Yeah. (laughs) so this question is to jim so what's your connection between you and your character do you guys relate
4: yeah i relate to to josh uh he's a you know he's a, a guy who uh is sweet and loving and caring and uh while i don't have the exact same experiences that josh had uh i did have a lot of the same elements as far as um wanting to wanting to treat women properly and to you know be caring and loving to women uh, even though he does have his flaws and he does make a mistake his heart is always in the right place and I, I like to think that my heart is always in the right place as well i try to carry that into my relationship with jen and to to try to be uh, a loving husband and then also i try to carry that when. I interact with uh, with other women is that to, to treat them with respect and to, to treat them like the uh, magnificent masterpieces that they are, and I think that that's something that our culture could really use right now.
9: Yeah, that I agree with that because you're acting. You really felt like it was kind of like you. You really looked like you connected with the character.
4: Wow, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're welcome.
1: You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions of the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about The True Adventures of Wolf Boy, A Rainy Day in New York, The Witches, The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santaland, and Critical Thinking. Right now, we're going to finish hearing Ethan and Carly's review of interview with uh, actors Jim and Jen Chandles on The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santaland.
8: My next question is also to Jim. So how much of the film's storyline mirrors real events, and can you share how you chose what to include in the film?
4: Sure. Um, Well, there's many elements that were based on true events. One is that Jen is actually a fashion model and she actually did those photos that you saw in China with that same gentleman from the movie. He's a celebrity makeup artist hired Jen to be the face of his of his makeup and uh, photography school in Beijing and we actually went there together. Um, so that was a real portion of the story. The other real portion is that when me and Jen were dating, we lived long distance because we met in Tybee Island and then we went our separate ways and in order to court her, I actually did write her letters. I would write her little notes and little cards and say, how are you doing and kind of uh, do nice little sweet gestures like that. The other aspect that's real is that my family does own the farm. All those, all those animals and everything were ours, except for the small pigs. They didn't belong to us. And the really big hogs didn't belong to us either, but the cows and the goats, and uh, of course, Dreamer was not ours. So it'd be great if we owned them though. But uh, so we just decided to, to, to bring in some of those real life comedic things of Jen being uncomfortable when she came to the farm for the first time uh, and actually seeing animals and like getting in close with them. And uh, at the time when she came, we actually had those chickens as well. So, those are some of the real elements that we wanted to keep was bringing part of ourselves to each of the characters. And Jen just kind of got to play herself a little bit because she is the fashion model that she's just like the fashion model that she was in the story.
8: That's so cool. It's really cool to think that you actually wrote her letters like in the movie. That's really cool.
9: Yeah. So um, Jen, this question's for you. So Jim answered uh, half of it, which was did the pen pals actually happen? So your half would be, did you actually have that bracelet in real life? Like, did the story actually happen like that? Oh, what a great question. That bracelet, the
7: bracelet physically was not in our real life, but the sayings were. See, I struggled with not feeling very pretty growing up and as an adult, as an actress. And um, so I worked with some therapists, and with pastors to really understand how do we transform our mind to understand that we have beauty within us. And so I started to research that, and I engraved them onto the bracelet, which is what's in the movie, which is encouraging everyone to let you know that you are a magnificent masterpiece. Your body and soul are marvelously made. And that true beauty is when we serve others, and we take whatever gift we have, and we serve Others with that and when we do it joyfully, the radiance of love exudes off of us, and that's really what is attractive and true beauty.
9: That is very inspirational. I'm almost crying. (laughs) That was that was heartwarming.
8: Yay. (laughs) So my question is also to Jen. So it's what message do you think people will take away from this film? And what do you want them to take away from the film?
7: Well, I'd love for them to take away that this is a fun family movie that they would usher in the spirit of Christmas every year together. Uh, That would be the number one. The number two would be that everyone who watches it, that they would have pearls of wisdom drop into their heart with that warm fuzzy to let them know that they're valuable and their value is not based on what they look like with their hair, their face, their makeup, their body structure, all of that. That's not what your value is based in. Your value is based in how you love others.
9: Yeah, that was also heartwarming. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jim, um, do you think if you had the chance you would change something in this film?
4: Hmm. Gosh, that's a very good question. That's not something that I've ever really talked about. Um, We actually did have to cut some things out, but I can't think of anything that I would necessarily want to change because, you know, everything kind of worked together and came together in and on its own. Um, But if I wanted to change something, I, I think it would be that, we would have had more involvement with the animals and that we could have incorporated them more and had more fun with them. But when you're on a movie set, it is very difficult to film with animals and it's very difficult to film with like wet things like mud and stuff like that, because you have issues with what they call continuity, which is where you want everything to kind of stay the same and to be matching up from frame to frame. But if I could add one thing or change one thing, it would be that we could have really gotten more work with, with the animals because they were a lot of fun.
9: Yeah, they look like fun because Jen said she loves pigs, but in the movie she doesn't, so it's like really confusing because it's like the opposite kind of.
4: Yeah, well, they did smell really bad, so she wasn't doing a whole lot of acting, and in that bucket was actual pig slop that we have been collecting from the oh. from the meals we have been eating, so it was real.
8: <laughs> okay, so, Jim, there was a variety of settings in the film, like the farmhouse, the farm the barn the city what setting was your favorite to film in and why was
4: that generative
7: Oh, Sometimes Jim! Ne- Sorry,
4: Jim. Okay, um, <laughs> Sorry. you know I think the the the, the best was to film uh, on my family's property, just because it was so close to so close to my heart. You know that family or that property has been in my family since 1918, and so we shot on it on its 101st year of being a part of our family. I used to grow up coming there, and now we have a, a little summer camp that uh, that my that my mom started 20 years ago. That was in part of the film, like the cabins where it's kind of. But where Santa land is based. So I would say that uh, that would be my favorite because of the sentimentality. Uh, but as far as the look is concerned, then being in New York was fantastic. Having a horse in a pink onesie in uh, the Flatiron District of downtown Manhattan was a, a really, really cool aesthetic and just added a lot of value to, to the imagery of the film.
8: Yeah, I
9: loved the, horse with the, the scene with the horse in it. <laughs> and this last question goes to Jem. Jen, sorry, (laughs) is there any future projects that the two of you will be working in together again? Oh,
7: I think what we'll be doing is going across the country, showing the movie, and then being able to inspire the audiences with hope about value. Uh, we have a devotional book and this bracelet, and we're going to be able to encourage everyone to learn how do you transform your mind uh, with hope and with purpose. And so that'll be definitely something we're going to be working on together this next coming year.
4: And our baby. We just had a baby.
9: He's six and a half weeks old. So that too.
4: Congratulations.
9: Thank you. I have a serious question though. All jokes aside. Um, Carly and I have been wondering why weren't we invited to the wedding? Ah! <laughs> Guys, if we knew you when we got married on St.
7: Paddy's Day of 2017, you would have been invited. We had Absolutely. seven cameras, including a drone. <laughs>
9: Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much for talking with me. Thank you very much, Mr. Jim and Jen Chandler from the movie Farmer in the Boat Saving Santa Land. It was a pleasure having you today. This is Carly Spagnolo from Virginia. And Ethan Person from Florida reporting for Kids First.
1: Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today's show is sponsored by Ty FY.
0: and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org.
6: For teens, by teens,
7: and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to a kid's first coming attractions. We've been talking about The Witches, The True Adventures of Wolf Boy, A Rainy Day in New York, and The Farber and the Bell Saving Santaland. Right now, we're going to hear Zoe's interview with producers of Critical Thinking, Carla Berkowitz and Scott Rosenfeld.
3: Hi everyone. I'm Zoe Canella, reporting for Kids First and Zoe at the Movies. And today I'm here with Carla Birkenwitz and Scott Rosenfeld from the new film. They're the executive producers of Critical Thinking. How are you guys?
10: Awesome. Pretty good. Uh, outside of the pandemic, I'm fine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I love this film. Congratulations, by the way. It was beautiful, and I loved how it was based on a true story. I love films that are based on true stories because I feel like they're really an eye opener and amazing stories like these really, I think, open people's eyes and realize how good humanity is. So Carla, I understood it took a really long time to make this film, years.
6: So why do you think it was so hard to put together? Well, it's interesting, Uh, it took 20 years. Um, First, um, Scott was involved with me way in the beginning and then, you know, we kind of like went our own way and then at the end, we got back together um, and he brought John and um, we made this amazing movie and why did it take so long? I often ask myself that often like maybe 100 times a day every day for the last 20 years but I think that you know what Zoe I think that uh, the world is always um, receptive to a story like this uh, however I think the way the world is now it's even more receptive and i think that there was some kind of master plan where we needed to wait for some strange virus to come around and make uh, the world even, and and with all of the politics you know surrounding all everything i feel like now is the perfect time for a feel good family inclusion movie where it you know doesn't you don't have to be a certain It's maybe Scott has a more, you
10: know, more like relevant The only thing I would say is it would have been helpful to know that then. We wouldn't have been so upset along the way. Uh, It took so long. But Zoe, just certain projects, you know, people don't know who don't know the film business. They just assume a movie comes out and everybody just started working on it, you know, a year earlier or so. And there are many, many of these stories of filmmakers and producers who who have a project they want to do or a subject, and it just doesn't find its place, as Carla said, you know, until there's there's really a right time and a right place. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it took a while, but it's a good time for it now. It's a very good time. socially. <laughs> Um, you know, what's going on in the world and not just the pandemic, but I mean with Black Lives Matter and and Latino films and a variety of things, it is a good time for it and probably better than than it has in a long, long time. So, um, you know, along the way, you know, you encounter a lot of hurdles and at some point you have to think maybe the universe is trying to tell you something. And it's funny, when it finally did happen, it was almost like, oh yeah, this isn't that hard now that we're doing it, right?
3: Yeah, I think it's amazing how much time you guys spent. Like twenty years—that's crazy. Um, I, you guys had so much determination, and I think those twenty years really paid off because in the end, it was incredible. And I think that it was a
6: sign from the I'm universe. Honored. I mean, I'm honored. Thank you. I really am humbled and honored that you liked it. Not just proud of it, but I like really it. it. I loved it. It was amazing. I
3: want to watch it again right after this interview. Um, and I, this is a very emotional story, and it's also very inspiring. Because, you know, there's these kids who basically grew up in a ghetto, but they ended up doing the right thing in the end. So, Scott, why do you think it was so important to tell this story?
10: I think for that very reason. I think, I think these kinds of stories, uplifting stories, Stories that where people uh, come out of um, you know a situation in their life and they make something of themselves above and beyond what anybody expects of them. They may actually know it about themselves, but no one else does. I think that's the biggest thing, and it's it's a, it's a cultural thing that's pervasive that people just do not expect you know these Latino kids or black kids to to make anything of themselves from the world that they come from, and they have the same thoughts, love, desire, uh, intelligence that everybody else does. They just need a chance. So I, I think it resonates that way and I think the timing of it you know was very important and I think that's you know like John John wanted you know John's been involved in some movies along the way and there's always you know he talks about Latino movies that deal with you know drug dealers and all that kind of stuff and he's you know he's tired of that. He wants to see a teacher. He wants to see a teacher who who works with kids and and brings the potential out in them so they find out who they really are. And I think that's what's important is that it's an uplifting story and there should be more of them. Whatever cultural culture that it is, there should be more of them.
3: Definitely. Um, John, I mean, he is amazing. I met him once and I feel like he just brought so much to this film and it was, I want to know how to play chess now. my dad loves chess, and I feel it's it's so interesting, and it really has to do with a lot of critical thinking.
1: You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Witches, A Rainy Day in New York, The True Adventures of Wolf Boy, The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santaland, and right now we're going to finish hearing Zoe's interview with producers Carla Berkowitz and Scott Rosenfeld on their new film, Critical Think.
3: So... As we said, this is based off of a true story. So I want to know, was it hard to find the real people? And um, like the professor, um, Mario Martinez, was that a challenge that you guys had to
6: face? So uh, what happened is, is I I saw uh, the Miami Herald at the time had a Sunday magazine, kind of like the New York Times has a Sunday magazine, which they don't have anymore. And on the cover was um, a black boy with, and I say boy, because they were still in high school, with dreadlocks holding a chess piece. And it was all about kings in in the hood at the time, when they said hood. And I read the article and I said, Oh, my goodness, this is a movie. And I, I knew it, it said the name of the school, so I called the school the next day and pretty much one thing led to another, and we bought their life rights. After I interviewed um, the ones that I thought were cinematically, you know, uh, more, more not, not just exciting, but actually pertained to that one year that the story and in, in the article, uh, was about which was 1998, which was the first year that an inner city school won the national chess championships, and that's why we got to 1998. So it really wasn't that hard. What was hard was not picking some of the people. That's what broke my heart.
10: That was hard. So those those guys, there there, there were five guys plus the coach, the real people who were involved early on, and they were involved on the set. They were you know they basically acted as technical consultants. And they just came and visited and watched us shoot the movie and there you see them at the end of the movie as well But yeah. so they were you know in an, an integral part of the project from the beginning
6: Yes, yeah. so- they uh, they also uh, It's been said by the organic chess community the real chess community even the twitch streamers this is the only chess uh, movie ever that is actually perfect so they even computerized the Twitch people computerized one of the games in the in the movie so people could actually play it. So it's perfect. They were they, they were very uh, helpful.
10: Uh, we, we we wanted to make it authentic and John in particular, because you know, you watch chess movies and even some with good chess scenes um, I mean, you don't really know if they're playing a real game, right? The director says action, and somebody moves a piece, and somebody moves a piece, and then you're like done, right? But we actually had moves that were real games, and in fact, the final match um, between Acopian and uh, uh, Marcel, I think it was 62 separate moves that they each yeah. had that that the actors actually learned the real game. Remember, so yeah. also, these two moves are in the game if, if you're really a stickler and want to watch like some people are you'll go oh my god they actually played a real game yes it's true they memorized it
6: yeah
3: and i want to ask y'all did you actually screen this in the miami um high school or did you present it for the kids and if you did then how did the um, children receive it or like the new generation
10: good question well we i mean we were sort of about to have a big screening and you know the pandemic hit we were going to be uh in march we were going to be uh, a, a main event at the south by southwest film festival last march uh, actually the, uh, john did something interesting the
6: day it was released on september 4th he did a live tweet uh tweet session with while the movie was on with his fans which was fun uh, mm-hmm. but it's been well, very well received, uh, very, very well received by the organic chess community, the real chess community. Um, Scott was able to. Um, Scott, you want to tell everybody, tell, tell Zoe what what you did in Hungary? Well, not Hungary, in, in virtual Prague. Uh, I, last. Well, day. it was
10: Hungary, it was Budapest. It oh, was. That's right, 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 right. Judith Polgar, who who to this day is still known as being one of the top two or three female chess players in the history of chess, and uh, she's still only in her 40s, uh, has a global chess festival that she had about a month ago. And we did an interview, I did it with Marcel, and we, uh, you know, they played the trailer and they talked about the film, and it was a pretty big community because she brings a lot of people from all over the world to her chess festival, including people like Garry Kasparov and all the, you know, big names. Yeah.
6: You know what, Zoe, what we wanted to do, and I can speak for Scott as well, I think, is we wanted to, we, we, you know, we wanted to have like a quantum shift in our brains as to who really plays chess. It's not just, you know, guys who go to prep schools in the Northeast and that wear ties and, you know, the, the, the typical, you know, that you read about in novels and see in other movies. We wanted to make sure that the world really understood that girls play, Latinos play, African-Americans play, just everyone plays and there's nobody better than you. And so that was important. I noticed Scott and to me and to the other producers and to John to make sure that people understood that this is who really plays chess these days. And it's about time that the world pay attention and realize that, you know, everything's changing, including chess.
3: Yeah, I chess. I feel like it's one of those. I guess it's considered a sport. I consider it a sport because it. Yeah, uh, I I think it's underestimated, and I this um film. I think it really shows the power of this game and how, as you said, anyone can play. Um, and I we've talked about how it was a struggle to you know make this happen, but I feel like along the ways there's also a lot of good stuff that happens. So can you guys tell us as a last question, kind of what are some. Big highlights that maybe happened on set or while filming.
6: I feel that I feel th- that a lot. I, I feel that um, one of the boys said to me, "Why is it that a woman like you would care about kids like us for so many years?" And I feel like crying every time I ask that. I say that because I don't know how to answer. Maybe it's because I'm an immigrant and I felt what they felt but if i didn't initially take the reins and read the story and 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 make them important who would have no one so that's my thing
10: that, that's that's yeah and, and on the set i think the fun part sometimes was when we had the real guys like standing next to the actor just In between takes, talking to each other, and you'd see the actor playing the guy who was the real guy, and it was always like 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 crazy. Mind-boggling, yeah, yeah, mind-boggling to see that. I mean, it it was very weird, very funny, and very sweet. You know, to have them talking to each other, and one would be showing the other how to make a move or do something, or just talking really. And and then you know, the actors would go back on the set, and the real guys would go back behind the camera. Uh, there were a lot of cool moments like that. It was it was really fun, and uh, yeah. you know they behaved themselves. You know the guys, the real guys, wow. did a good job. Yeah, I think they had fun because you know they all have real jobs and everything, and they had, they came to the set, but they all did a really nice job.
3: And thank you guys so much for talking with me. I absolutely loved um, hearing all the amazing stories and what you guys had to say about critical thinking. So everyone watching this, make sure to go watch
5: critical thinking.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. You'll be listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Ty Asks Why. I'm Benjamin Price. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your week.